Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, I bet you want to know how to have more successful discovery calls. And I want to tell you exactly how to do that. I am doing a masterclass called Discovery Calls That Convert. And I want to teach you my signature discovery call system so that you know exactly what you need to do to have more successful discovery calls. It all goes down on June 29th. I'd love for you to join us. Check out the link in the show notes so that you can get signed up. And I hope to see you there. Let's rock out those discovery calls. And well, hello, my sales superstars. I've got a very special appearance. Um, We don't normally do these expert speaking events on Saturdays but I was able to get somebody really, really cool to come in and talk to us. And she's on such a different time zone that this was the time that we could work it out. And I'm so excited because we've been working now for about two months to try to make this happen. And uh, I'm really excited that you guys are going to get a chance to meet Love Coach Bonita. And she is here to talk to us about all things love, falling in love, and how to get our clients to fall in love with us as well. So I am really excited to learn everything we are about to learn from you, Bonita. Welcome to everybody who's here with us. Like I said, let us know that you're here. Give us a hashtag live. Some of you are going to be watching on the replay. Let us know that too. Welcome, Benita. I'm really excited to have you in here. And uh, I want you to tell us about you and give us an idea of how you started as a, as a love coach. And then I don't want to steal your thunder, but if you could tell us a little story about your husband and what he does, I think like when you and I first met, I just thought that was such a cool story. And yeah, it's, it's just such a unique thing. So, so take it away. Tell us about you and, uh, and what you do. Perfect. So, I mean, I started out in the love industry, um, probably 10, 11 years ago as a matchmaker. So I always worked in corporate sales and then I decided, oh, well, I was doing so well at it. Let me do this for myself. And I opened up a matchmaking business, um, because I was really finding it hard to find, you know, someone quality and suitable. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I realized like, oh my goodness, people need a lot more help than just sort of meeting someone that they find attractive. Like singles need more, more work than that. You know, we need to change our patterns, our beliefs, everything. And, um, you know, during sort of reading up and, and coaching people and, and changing things in my own life, that's when I met my husband And back then, and he still is a pigeon fancier, so he races pigeons and he buys them from overseas. It's it's quite a big sport in Holland and Belgium. Mm -hmm. And we live in South Africa at the moment. We're on our way to Australia, hopefully when this whole pandemic thing sort of stops and we can hear back from the Australian government. But yeah, so um, he, he still does that. And I've since sold the matchmaking side of the business. And now I just really focus on coaching. And a lot of what I do is sales, obviously, for my own business. Mm-hmm. And um, I also find so many times 
like a, what, a lot of what I have to teach my clients in terms of making men fall in love with them and, and meeting men are things that I have to also apply in my business mm-hmm. and on my calls. And it's so, it's like universal laws, right? They, there are universal laws that are the same in a sales conversation and that are the same when you run a business and are the same when you run your personal life. Mm-hmm. They're like laws of gravity. You have to sort of follow them in order to achieve success. And I also I realized this as, you know, the years got went by and I, and I found success in my business. And, um, but before I taught those laws, obviously in a relationship perspective. Mm-hmm. I love that because I, I definitely see so many parallels. And a lot of times when I'm talking and teaching on sales, I use analogies in from the dating world mm-hmm. and how I describe. And one of the ones that I use a lot is like, you don't meet a guy and the very first time you meet him say, hey, let's get married. No different than you don't meet a potential client and say, hey, buy my package. You know, there's an element of building up to that where you're getting to know the person and you're really building that rapport that's necessary um, as the foundation of any business you would do together. And by business, that could mean a romantic relationship. That could mean a professional relationship. But really, that's so important. Yes, that's a beautiful analogy. And I also find it's, um, you know, it's the biggest thing that I teach my clients as well is it's about authenticity Mm. and being really honest in the moment. So I focus a lot on that initial sales conversation, the hour and a half that you have with someone and talking to them about them and uncovering their pain. Obviously, that's not what you do on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in those moments when people have objections and they're not sure and they're giving you their stories about why they can't go ahead with you, um, and but that's nonsense. Like you just told me, but you never say it, right? No, it's like in those moments when you have those real honest conversations and you have the courage to say what you're thinking when those sales conversations get real. That's exactly the same thing I teach in my coaching is when you're on a date and you're thinking something. Being authentic means communicating what you're thinking right there in the moment without fear of being judged, right? Yep. And it's in that way real connection happens because when you're being vulnerable and authentic, people know where they stand with you and they're mm-hmm. sort of willing to open up right. and they're willing to be honest with you about who they are too. That's so powerful in a sales conversation when you, when you have someone on the phone one-on-one or on a Zoom call, one-on-one. And I, you know, I always say, women always think, or some women, and I, especially successful women, when you're like this, um, when you're a perfectionist, you think you have to be perfect in front of a guy. Like you have to say the right things, do the right thing, like show him what a perfect, and, you know, perfection sort of creates distance. Mm-hmm. Um, between people because people see you as different and because they feel imperfect. And I think the same happens in a sales conversation. We don't have to get it right. We don't have to be perfect. We just get to be who we are and come to the table with our gifts and, and, and sort of deliver that in an authentic way. Yeah. I feel like we almost, we think that by, 
I, I like to call it auditioning. Like we're auditioning and we're trying to be so perfect and we're trying to say and do all the right things so that they choose yes. us, whether that's a client that we're on the phone with or a potential romantic partner. We treat it more like an audition as if we have to like, as if we're not enough just being ourselves. So we try to, we try to fill the gaps with all these say the right things, look the right way. And I love that you said this because it's been something that over the, I would say the last five or six years has really resonated with me so powerfully is it's actually our imperfections that bond us with someone because we're more relatable. We're more real. And the perfectionism that we try to display, like you said, it actually pushes us further in our minds. We think it's going to pull us closer and make us the right choice or the right, you know, better, I guess would, yes. would be the word to use, but it's more divisive. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, it also has a lot to do with self-worth when you're sort of, and, and for my clients, I know, even though it's so irrational, there's always this piece of, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve. And that's mostly why people are single for long periods of time, because there's this deeply irrational message that something about me is not enough. Mm-hmm. And so we pull away and we do that through perfectionism. So, you know, and the only way to really change that is by working on yourself mm-hmm. and showing up on a date, on a sales call with just this complete knowing that you are enough mm-hmm. so that you stop doing and you just sort of receive. Like I know, even in my business, I know I'm an action taker and I think, well, if I make five calls a day and I contact 10 people on Facebook and I do this and I, like I should be making sales, but what you're actually doing is you're chasing people away, doing that by being so, I don't know what the word is. I've been on a sales call with someone that I could just pick up in an energy that something wasn't right. Like this mm-hmm. was, it's like that needy energy. Yeah. It's me. Um, us as being needy and yeah. um, it feels bad. It feels sleazy, you know, and the same, the same with men. If, if a woman is sort of trying to prove her worth, it just feels wrong. And it's sort of like, she's doing all the work. And, and I know we need to take action to a certain point. And I always say to my clients, you can't just sit on the couch and expect him to find you. You're going to have to start doing things. You're going to have to be out there. You have to market you have to show your branding. You have to do lives. Like you have to have a presence. Yeah. Some people can see you. And you can also sort of put out little baits and be like easy for the first 10 seconds and, and greet men and, and sort of touch base with people. But I think sometimes we need to lean back, mm-hmm. feminine energy mm-hmm. and receiving, mm-hmm. right? Because when you have that sort of confidence and you just have this knowing that you're so worth it and that you're worth those 10 clients a month and you know that they're on their way and you, and you just have the right energy about it and you're expecting it mm-hmm. and you show up that way, people are drawn to you. Yeah. You know, and it's the same on a date. It's the same on a date when you're meeting men, when you just show up with, I know my worth and I, I know it. You don't have to know it, but maybe you should find out about it. Right. Men are drawn to you and they want to find out about it. And it's super sexy. Yeah. Because it's almost like you're putting off that energy of like, I don't need you. Mm -hmm. 
and not in a, not in a rude way. Like I don't need you, but that is what I think really creates that curiosity and that desire to know more about you because they're attracted to the fact that you don't need them, but that you're still giving them your time and attention in that moment. And there's something very attractive about that kind of energy. Yes. That makes so much sense. And it has a do with just having a knowing and that's where mindset work comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before I even start my process with my clients, we need to have a vision. Where mm-hmm. are we going with this? And so many people show up with, I don't know, I just want to be in a relationship. Well, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, what are the details? How do you treat each other? You know, where do you live? How big is your family? It's the same with our business. Like, what do those clients look like? Yeah. Um, how do you work with them? How many do you want? Mm-hmm. And just having a vision. And I do a visualization and gratitude exercise with them every morning. So we start reprogramming our subconscious mind for success mm-hmm. in the area. Because if we haven't had it for so long and if sales have been tough and hard and, you know, if love has been tough and hard, we just sort of, we expect it not to work. And when that energy, whatever energy you put behind it is what's going to make it a success. Like I know, you know, just to give you an example in my business, I used to really struggle to be in other people's groups mm-hmm. and could work and sort of find people there and make connections and find clients there. And it was always hard for me. And I worked with two coaches And it just never worked for me. And I've always had this negativity against organic marketing, right? And I'm working with another coach right now. She's an event coach. And I love the way American people say my name because she's from the US. She goes, Benita, are you sure? (laughs) Because I go Bonita. But anyway, Benita, are you telling me? Like, she's like, I'm not buying this. And it's your energy that's wrong. I said, and I said to her, Shauna, I know because I've done this millions of times, but you know what? I will do it again and I will show you that it doesn't work. And she said, well, if you're going to do it with that energy, then right. it's definitely not going it's to work. work. Yeah. And I thought about it and I thought, and she said, you know what? You do one and if it doesn't work, you can tell me what you've done and then I'll do one for you. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. And my whole energy changed about it because now I had this backing and she gave me certainty that she was going to do it if I didn't do it. And it just happened two weeks ago. And I was just a sales call. Is that what she meant? Like you do one sales call and she would do the other? It's not a sales call. It's like, it's organic sort of marketing in other people's groups mm-hmm. and doing this and connecting with people and collaborating and making new connections. Mm-hmm. So I always relied on Facebook ads for advertising for my mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm not going so well at the moment so I've had to move into organic and I'm doing events and she's sort of helping me with the organic side and it's never worked for me in the last three years I've never liked it I didn't like anything about it but in the last two weeks I've changed my energy behind it I have her backing and I'm telling you I've got more sort of meetings and new collaborations than I ever thought was possible Yep. And it's just about it's it's just about the energy that you approach something with because that's what's going to give you the success or yep. reason not to go ahead. Yep. I love that quote. I think it's Henry Ford. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way, you're right. 
Exactly. And that's exactly. exactly what you just reminded me of. It's like, and I love that she said that to you. You're like, well, I'll try it, but it's never worked for me. Well, then it's not going to work this time either if that's the way you're going into it. And, exactly. and really, at the end of the day, once we make a decision to do something, and so it is, and so it is, it's set out into the universe in that way because we've made a decision. And, I, you know, I appreciate every, everything you're saying too about like you've tried Facebook ads for a long time and now you're open to trying organic marketing. And here, lo and behold, going in with the right, the right mindset has made a big difference for you just in the past couple of weeks. Right mindset and support, right? Um, yeah. Because when we're left to our own devices, there's so much going on. So we have to have that support. Whether it's in a sales process, when you have someone that has your back, that's sort of pushing you and yep. they're showing you like a new way. I always see with my clients when they come to me and we're on that first call and it's like, oh, I'm like, I don't know if it's possible. And I've had, I'm like free and I've never had a successful relationship and I actually don't believe in love. But once I get them into that group program and they see other women changing and it's sort of like, it becomes this new reality, like, oh, wow, this is possible. And yeah. I see others doing it and I see others transforming. So it's sort of like become being part of something bigger because the people we spend time with are the people that we become like. So I'm spending time with this coach. She's organic marketing. She It's working for her. So... Yeah. You know, she's just shown me a new reality. Yeah. That's why it's always so important to invest in yourself. Yeah. I, I love that you said all of that because it is absolutely to have that coach, to have that support, that person behind you that is not only pushing you and holding you accountable to doing the things that maybe, because when we're doing things that are uncomfortable, we're not going to push ourselves to keep doing them. And in order to grow, in order to transform, in order to truly expand in who you are as a business owner, you have to get uncomfortable. And when you don't have that person pushing you to get into those areas of discomfort, you're not going to push yourself. But complemented to that is being in a community, like you said, being a part of something bigger than just you and bigger than just, you know, what you're trying to do in this world. You see others who are giving you permission to do what you want to do because they're already doing it. And when you see that it's possible, when you're a part of a group of people, like you said, you are who you surround yourself with. And when you're a part of a group of people who are doing similar things that you want to do in this world, it reminds you it's possible. And it's, it's a mindset tweak that helps you realize you're not going to give up on yourself because you see already that it's being done in mm. the world. So, you know, it's possible for you too. Yes. I, I have clients in Denmark, um, in Europe. So I work a lot in Europe, in the US as well, but in Denmark and Germany, like whenever I get someone on the phone, they're like, but you don't know Danish men. You don't know German men. Like they, they don't like taking the lead. Like, and apparently the Danish men are extremely stingy. And when you go on a date with them, they expect you to pay half. Like I've never heard anything like that oh. before. Like every person um, is always half and half, like you split everything. Yes. And then I say to my clients, I understand that that's the norm, but you don't have to be part of that. Yeah. Like when I'm done with you, you're going to be in that top 10% where Danish men are going to be falling at your feet and they're going to be paying for everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I prove them wrong every single time. You know, and when, when I get people on the phone from Germany and Denmark, then I just say, I know what you're going to tell me about Danish men. Here's my client, Stephanie. Everything's changed. So you can be part of the pandemic and part of the, we're not making money and 
or you can choose to be better and to be something else. And that's entirely your choice. But it's so difficult to make that if you don't have someone guiding you and showing you that there's a different way. Right. Well, just like you said, I mean, with your client, I think you said her name was, was Stephanie. It doesn't matter, but you know, she had that mindset of it's not going to work. And you as her coach were able to help her work through that. Just like your coach did for you when you said organic marketing, isn't going to work. And then she helped you tweak your mindset and start to look at it in a different way. And I, I think that's what's so valuable and amazing about the coaching industry is the fact that it's growing the way that it is because people see such value in what they can do in their lives, who they can become when they have that person that constantly, even when they're ready to give up on themselves, you've Mm -hmm. got somebody that you can count on that sees in you what you maybe can't see in yourself and they'll hold that space for you until you get there. And they'll push you out of your comfort zone and they'll get you to level up in ways that you couldn't possibly do on your own because they're outside. Uh, I like to say when you're inside the frame, you can't see the picture. They can see the picture and they can help you make decisions that you can't see from the level that you're at. And it's such a beautiful thing when you, when you have another human being that can hold that space for you and allow you to step into that. And I, I think that's why the coaching industry is so amazing. And the fact that so many people are jumping on board and understanding what it can, the value it can add to their life in whatever area that is that they really feel like they need the most support. Yeah, I, I love, you know, and it probably happens about in week five or six because mm-hmm. I have a three-month program that I take women through. And I call it stepping into being a high value woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of internal work. And I love just at week five, I just see their facial features change. Like there's less stress, there's less cortisol, they're softer, they're more feminine. Mm-hmm. And they step into, you know, we have a whole authenticity exercise where they like rediscover who they really are. Because if you think about it, you know, being single for so long or having bad relationships and you're like in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, all you're sort of associating with your life is how you see men treat you. Mm-hmm. So even though you're highly successful at work or in your business, you sort of have these constant messages and reminders of who you are and, and, and you know, what you're not good at you know, taking them through that process where they go and rediscover. And and I have this one exercise where they have to post in our private community, who is your authentic self and what do you love about it? And it's so beautiful to just see that and to say, oh, wow, I forgot. That stirs up emotion. Yes, because you forget who you are. Um, And when you step into that person and owning it, then you get to be her again because you forget. Mm -hmm who she is. So, I mean, that's my favorite part of the whole process. So much Forget power. Your partner, but, but that I love. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, my coach says um, something that I, I repeat a lot to myself. The darkest place in a woman's life is self-abandonment. Yes. Oh, and wow. understanding that, isn't that powerful? Yes. And, I write it down. Yeah. And it's so, <laughs> you're like, let me write that down. It's so eye-opening to, you know, and I repeat it to myself a lot when I have an opportunity to make a decision about something that I do or don't want to do. And, and I'll say to myself, are you abandoning yourself in this moment or are you aligning with what your true desires and needs are? And something else she says that in that moment, I'll say to myself, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And there's so much power in that. It's uncomfortable sometimes 
because it means you have to have some, you know, difficult conversations about, no, this isn't a priority for me in my life right now. So I don't want to do it or, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances are. But I think the more we can come into alignment with our true selves, the more we are going to feel like we are showing up as our whole and we don't have those self-worth issues where we're just hoping somebody chooses us because that helps fill the gap or that helps, you know, like when you're going on a first date or you're on a sales call and you need that person to choose you, whether it's a client or a man, you're looking for that external validation to fill Mm -hmm. something up you haven't filled up for yourself. And I feel like that's what we become is this culmination of choices where we've been looking for that external validation and we've gotten so far from who we are because we're not aligned with what our truth is in our soul. Cause we're just looking for yeah. ways that people can validate our worth instead of us validating our worth. That's so true. And, and the same happens like when you, I, I teach women to date from their desires, right? And from their emotions. Like I don't can't stand coaches that like you have to follow these rules and how to text to get your ex back. Like I, I find that appalling, right? So like to give you an example, when um, I had this one client that went on a date with someone, she was in Australia, she was in Sydney. And he, they went on a date lovely gentleman and then like three days later he accidentally sent her um, an sms that wasn't meant for her that was quite sexual in nature and apparently it was the wrong person meant for another woman yes and but i mean they'd only been on one or two dates so they weren't in a relationship and then she's like well what should i do and when we think about well what and we're, we're in our minds and we think well what is what does he want me to do or how should i conform to what society wants or this situation maybe that's what he wants from a woman is that type of behavior maybe and i'm like hang on let's just stop here let's just get into our heart space and tell me when you when you receive that sms how did that make you feel so let's go there let's go into our heart space when we date from a place of in our, and same on a, on a sales call, mm-hmm. when we're in our head, always thinking about the right thing to say, like we miss the opportunity to connect, mm-hmm. miss the opportunity to serve and also to grow. And um, I just asked her, like, what are you feeling? She said, well, she actually felt that disrespected. And I said, well, then that's exactly what you get to communicate in a high value way. And then I have this method where it's like the feminine communication tool where you sort of say, you say, you give them a compliment and then you communicate your boundary and then you give them something to look forward to at the end. So then it's sort of like, you know, I really enjoyed our evening together. I thought we had a good connection. However, I felt quite disrespected by that message. Um, You know, if you think you can sort of do better, please call me again. If not, let's cut our losses. Good riddance. Um, that's, yeah, and that's where you sort of date from a place of power, where you're doing what's right for you, which means you can never make a mistake. Yeah. And even if you make a mistake, you're learning from it and you're growing. So it wasn't a mistake. It was there for you to learn and to grow and to yeah. sort of become more of who you were always meant to be. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. 
I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. Yeah, I love that. There's a, I'm going to botch it, but I'll I'll at least get the intent behind it. Um, There's a quote by Tony Robbins that I heard him say once, mistakes of the heart really aren't mistakes. They're just lessons. So like when your intentions are true, when you're, you know, it's not really a mistake, but if you learn from it, you know, you'll, but, but intentional mistakes where you're, where you know better and you do it anyways, um, you know, or you're not, you're not really aligning with what your true desires and feelings are. That's a different story. But I, I like that you helped her go inward right away. Like, how did that make you feel? And let's start there. And communicating effectively, you know, from a place of that offended me, but if you can do better, let's talk. If not, good riddance. And there's so much power in that too, because you're representing yourself and your truth versus trying to accommodate someone else's expectations or get attention or, you know, something from them that really is abandoning you. Definitely. And it's such, it's such a powerful way to approach anything in life because, and I think the first step to that is again, it all links back to self-worth to going, but my feelings aren't wrong. My emotions aren't wrong. I get to communicate them, but I need to listen. I need to listen into them and lean into them mm-hmm. and from make my decisions, not, not based on fear and being in my head and, you know, trying to get men to like me. No, mm-hmm. is such a selfish task. You know, it's like, and you have to be, it needs to be about you. Right. But when you sort of get into a relationship, then it's obviously very different. When you're in a steady, committed commitment, it becomes we instead of me. But the dating phase, it's a selfish task. Yeah. You know, and I think you, like, I, I loved how you said too, like when you get so much in your head about what to say and what the right thing is to say, and I bet you and I have very similar conversations with our clients all the time because your clients are wondering what the right thing is to say. My clients on a sales call are coming in going, well, what do I say after she says this? Or what do I say next? And I always say, listen, if there was a perfect formula, we'd all follow it all the time. And we'd all have perfectly successful sales calls that ended exactly the way that we wanted them to. And that's not the reality. First of all, we're dealing with human beings. Everybody's unique. Everybody's an individual. There is no perfect formula for you go in and you do this and they say this, and then you get a deal. Same with you. You go into the date and you say this, and he says this, and then you get a date and then you're in a relationship. And I think when we get too much in our head and we we get this idea that there's a right and a wrong thing to say yes. as if yeah. one thing's right, one thing's wrong. And what I tell people all the time is, first of all, you, you need to really sink into who you are, what your true thoughts and feelings are align with yourself, but also let go of the fact that there's a right or a wrong thing. There's a right thing for you. And it's what your yes. true feelings are. It's what, you know, your intuition is telling you versus one of my, one of my clients recently was like Googling things to, to say, we, we were actually talking about a guy that she was dating and she was like, well, I Googled if I should text him back. And I'm like, what do you think you should do? 
Mm, yeah, you know. And I recently read. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Glennon Doyle. Uh, she's an author, and she wrote a book called Untamed. And she there's there's a part of the book where she's talking about when her husband. They went to a therapy session. She found out he'd been cheating on her with a bunch of other women and she was devastated. They had three kids together and she's like, what should I do? Oh my God, this man and I have created this life and I used to love him, but I don't anymore. But should I stay with him for the kid? And she said in the middle of the night here, she is Googling, should I leave my husband? And she had to take a step back and go, I'm asking Google instead of asking myself, like, what do I really want to do? And, and I think that's why this conversation you know, between what you and I do with, it is so similar and so valuable because we all get this idea. We label things right and wrong as if there's a right and a wrong way to do it in the world. There's a right and a wrong way to do it according to what we feel. Yes. Yes. When we're aligned with our emotions and when we listen and I'm going to tell you what my sales coach says to me, and it's not about what you're saying. It's about who you are when you say it. Mm. And where it comes from, right? It's about being, just having that knowing and that certainty and knowing that they need you. Mm-hmm. They need your service. And if you feel that they're making the wrong decision, you get to say that. But we, we want to put on the phones because we feel rejected, right? And it's, it's really about going, but hang on. What's going to change for you if you don't do this? Like, I'm really, really concerned for your health. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really concerned like are you going to are you going to make your daughter's 18th birthday what you know whatever it is but it's it's not about what you say it really is about who you are in that moment when you say are you saying it with clarity with certainty knowing that your product or your service is going to change this person's life and I like to remind my clients too listen unless you tied that person's hands behind their back and held a gun to their head and put a phone on. They chose to be on that phone call. Nobody's forcing them to be on the call. And there was something about you, your service, something about their life that they were unhappy enough with that they felt called to contact you. Mm. Again, unless you've forced them to be, to be on the call for some reason, they've chosen to be there. And our job as coaches on a sales call is to show up as ourselves, is to show up as the coach, but to coach them through making the best decision for them. That may not be yes. working with you by the end of the call. You may not find out, or you may find out that that might not be the best fit, but ultimately they're on that call with you for a reason. They're going to have objections. They're going to have fears. They're going to come up. That's mm-hmm. not personal. That's not them saying, I don't like you. That's their fears coming up saying, oh my gosh, is this really the right time? Am I really going to be able to do this? It's more about their fears of this not working because they're afraid of the failures maybe that they've had in the past. Or like you said earlier, the mindset thing, maybe they just don't believe it can happen. You know, like you said, a lot of your clients get on the phone with you and they're like, I've never had a good relationship. This is never going to work. This is it. And, and a lot of people do feel that way with anything that they're looking to change in their life because they don't have experience with success of changing it. That's yes. why they're on the phone with you. They haven't experienced success yet. And when you've gotten to a point where you've never experienced success in an area, and now all of a sudden you have an opportunity to experience success, you're going to have fears and reservations about that actually being true. And that's what the objections are. And Mm -hmm. it's our job to coach them through. If we really hear their soul speaking to us through that, like you said, are you going to make it to your daughter's 18th birthday? Well, let's have an open conversation. What are you going to do to make sure you make it there? 
if you haven't done that yet on your own? What was it about me and, and my services that made you want to get on the phone with me in the hopes that this could change for you? And why do you think you'd be able to change it on your own? You know, little things where you're just, you owe it to them to hear yes. what they're saying and then reflect it back to them and yes. help them make the best decision. And, and if that's you, great. If it's not you, great. But as a coach, help them make the right decision for them based on what they're telling you and then coach them through their fears. That's really what it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, because there's so many parallels between what we both do in helping somebody find a relationship or helping somebody find a relationship. And I say both relationships because that's what this is. And, and, and I coach mm. all the time. I'm not a sales coach because this is a transactional thing. I'm a sales coach because it's building relationships. And if that's mm. not what this is about for you, if that's not what you're looking for, then we're, you know, you're, you're looking in the wrong area. I'm not going to coach you on that. So it is, it is built on relationships. What would you say is that is one of the biggest things like when your clients come to you, what's one of the biggest mistakes they've been making before they find you? They just keep repeating the same bad relationship patterns over and over again. It has to do with mindsets. It has to do with programming and sort of just like doing things in a certain way because that's always done it and expecting mm-hmm. a different result, mm-hmm. which is madness, but mm-hmm. they do subconsciously we have those subconscious brain patterns i always say to women when you and especially women that i speak to in their 30s 40s 50s when you go on a date with a guy and you come back from that date and you go this is perfect everything about it i can't explain it there's just something that for you needs to be a red flag because you're repeating your same subconscious brain pattern so if you think chemistry is i can't explain it it just feels right That's your subconscious brain pattern kicking in saying this feel and you have to stop whatever you're doing right there in the moment, or you're going to get the same result two years later or three years later. So I help them to sort of change that pattern in a strat and to sort of, to start investigating what does a healthy lasting relationship look like where the chemistry sort of grows over time Mm -hmm. rather than we sort of have this amazing chemistry in the beginning and for six months it's amazing and then a year it starts going bad and then the second year we break up. Mm-hmm. Same pattern. So that initial, I went on the first date and he is absolutely perfect, this feels so good, is your subconscious kicking in from a place of familiarity latching on to because it knows that it knows whatever that feeling is because that's the pattern it's been through before so yes. don't trust that when you really. yes don't trust that like some people can but if your programming is wrong you mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow that's really that's really fascinating because it makes mm-hmm. sense it's like we have these dreams and then we have our comfort zone and our comfort zone is what's familiar it's where we stay because that's where we've always allowed ourselves to stay because our conditioning tells us that that's what's right. But there's something about our soul that keeps nudging us to look at these dreams and these desires. And we haven't been able to get there, but it's when we fall for the trap of familiarity that we kind of abandon those dreams. Exactly. Wow. And it's good in the moment, you know, and then you have all those hormones that make us make silly mistakes, all those love hormones and just everything. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, hormones. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> butterflies in the stomach kind of feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when the women who come to you, cause I have this, I have this a lot. So I'm assuming you do too. They want it to happen now. I have clients come to me. They're like, where are my clients? So I would imagine you have women come to you and say, where are the men? And obviously we've talked a little bit here already about how, you know, it takes time. You build rapport and you nurture and you get to know the person. How do you set that expectation for them that it's not going to happen overnight or it's mm. not gonna happen tomorrow? Yes. So what the tools that I use is I, I, um, we set obviously very specific goals in the beginning of the three month process. And then we say, I say to them, okay, let's put these goals away and don't look at them again until the end of the process. Mm-hmm. Let's set up some mastery goals, right? Where a mastery goal is where I focus on myself and what I can do to improve, right? Um, I mean, their goal is I want to go on three dates with quality men that I've broken my pattern with every week by the end of this three-week process because when you've got abundance, um, you, you'd obviously meet him. And I say, well, let's put that aside and we're not going to look at that. I'm going to say, what will you focus on within yourself in order to keep on moving forward? Mm-hmm. And uh, we place the focus internally. So my success isn't based on how many men call me back, but my success is based on how feminine am I? How authentic am I? How many times am I communicating my message? How many touch points am I having out there with men? If you can come back at the end of a week and sort of evaluate what did I do really well and what am I going to do better over the next week? Mm-hmm. Um, keep on focusing on yourself. The rest will naturally happen. Mm-hmm because you're moving forward and you're moving up. It's, it's, a, a, it's about internal focus and saying, this is about me and this is about me evaluating my success based on how much I grow. Mm-hmm. I like that um, because I think there's a different energy that you radiate when you focus on you and you start to really get aligned with who you are. And, and you said something earlier where, you know, if you're out and about and you're interacting, that's one thing. If you're at home and you're not going anywhere and not doing anything, that's another thing. And I think a lot of people want to just, they're like, well, nothing's happening. Well, have you left your couch? Mm. And, yes. you know, and I don't think it's as much about where are the men that I'm supposed to date? It's when you go to the grocery store, who are you and how do you show up? Are you going to necessarily yes. meet a date at the grocery store? Maybe, maybe not, but it all depends on how you show up, the confidence that you're exuding, who you energetically are when you're doing your grocery shopping and that energy is felt. And are you talking to people at the grocery store, not going up and saying, Hey, do you want to go on a date with me? But are you just having exactly. conversations? And, and I, I, I'm just seeing so many parallels. Cause I say the same thing. I have people come to me. They're like, well, where are my clients at? I'm not getting any clients. I'm like, are you, are you talking to anybody? They're like, well, no, because I put out Facebook ads and I put out a post on Instagram and I, and I'm like, but are you having conversations? Yes. Nothing's going to happen without conversations. And if your only intent is to turn that person into a client, it's like what you said earlier, you said, you know, people are like, well, I just want to be in a relationship. Well, what do you want it to look like and feel like? And why do you want to be in a relationship? And I say the same thing. They're like, well, I just want clients. Why? Well, because I need to make money. 
what is this about just getting clients and making money? Cause we might have like, this might not be the right fit, or we might have to have a different conversation because from a place of service, from a, a true place of intention should be where you, you desire to find those clients because you really desire to help them. But none of this is going to happen without you having a conversation and showing your genuine care and concern on helping that person. Just like nothing can happen with a, a man asking you on a date unless you genuinely show interest in him. Mm-hmm. And not from a place of neediness, but I'm a great person. You should want to get to know me. You seem like a cool person. Let's have a conversation. And I think there's such a different energy with that versus where are my clients? Where are the men? I use an analogy a lot. Don't worry about where to find your clients. Worry about where they can find you. Are you the lighthouse? Are you showing up and and shining your light for all to see so that they know where to find you? The lighthouse isn't looking for boats. The boats can find the lighthouse because of how the lighthouse shows up. And I, I love think it's that. probably yeah. yeah, right. I think it's probably the same for for you and I both because again, there's so many parallels and similarities to what we do. It's it's who you are and how you show up that's going to attract the people to you. Yes, I always say to um, my clients, you have to create a life that you love. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a business that you love. Mm-hmm. And go out there and enjoy life, interact, um, have fun, connect. The rest is going to happen. Like mm-hmm. he will find you, but you need to just go out there and have fun and be that lighthouse. I love that analogy. I'm going to make a note about that as well. Yeah. (laughs) Good. I'm glad you're getting some good notes. No, that it, you know, that one has helped me considerably because when I do focus on that, I notice that I'm having more fun because that light that I'm shining as the lighthouse, that is my truth. It's like what we talked about earlier. The light that I'm shining is coming from me. It's coming from, from who I really am. Versus me trying to shine a light that's, or just looking for people when I'm not really showing up as me, I'm just looking for people to, to, to accommodate a need versus me showing up and just being me and having the right connection, the right, the right relationship be formed from that, from me showing up as, as who I really am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes a big difference. And I think it helps us get clear, you know, because the other thing is, and you mentioned rejection earlier, I think it's hard sometimes to want to get vulnerable and show up as ourselves because we know that some people aren't going to like that. And, and some people, it's not going to be their, their jam. And that's actually what you want. You want the people who don't like your light to go. Not because they're bad or you're bad. It's just not the right fit. And the people exactly. who like light and want to stay, you're going to invite them even more lovingly into their world because they're going to be very clear on who you are and what you represent. And so that polarizing energy is important. And also, you know, at the end of the process, when, when my clients start going into the dating phase and I always say, if you're not being rejected, then you're not doing enough. Like you have to be rejected. People have to say no. Yeah. Uh, because if you're not doing that, then it means you're not putting yourself out there. Right. It means you're not, taking risks and um, like, so they need to get really comfortable with rejection. It's part of dating. Like you can never, ever be any, everyone's cup of tea. Right. Um, And if you're not getting rejected, then you're not out there enough. And then we need to sort of look at that and find places and 
avenues where you can start experiencing some rejection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For every couple of no's, there's a yes yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And you're never going to get everybody to, I mean, you know, and I, I look a lot at like celebrities or people that are in the public eye to the degree where they have, I don't know if I want to say made it, but they've made, they've made it to a level where they have a lot of people that like them and, and love them. They also have a lot of people that don't, you know, like I use, I talk about Oprah a lot because I love Oprah. I've always loved Oprah. And sometimes it's funny to me that there are people out there that hate her because I just think so highly of her and she's done so many amazing things for the world. And, and I'm like, but even Oprah has haters. Like exactly. it doesn't matter who you are and you have to show up in your truth and be okay with the people who don't like that because there are going to be people that don't like that. And that's okay. Um, like you said, the rejection is necessary in your success. If everyone likes you in a business perspective, then it means there's no differentiation. You're not standing out and you're not being your true self. Yeah. And that can never be good for business. Yeah. It's so true. You're, you're trying to accommodate everybody in, in, a, in mm-hmm. a sense, you're accommodating nobody. So powerful. So what do you notice? Because this is something that I always find fascinating, you know, especially for those from that, that are really aligned and, and understand the spiritual world and who we can become. Cause when you up level one area of your life, my belief is you're raising your vibration and therefore you're starting to attract more of abundance and all the good in your life because you're showing up more powerfully in certain areas. What do you notice when working with your clients about the other areas of their life? Not just the relationships that they're now entering into, but who do they become? Everything changes. Like I've had women change jobs sell businesses, have more money, family relationships change, they improve, friendships change, everything changes. Mm-hmm. It's not really possible to just sort of up-level one area because whatever is happening in your mind or in your life is because of a thinking pattern and a brain pattern. And that sort of decision-making pattern happens in money, business, career, relationships, mm-hmm. everywhere. So if you're sort of like we, I, I focus on relationships and we focus on beliefs in that relationship, beliefs that you have about relationships that are keeping you stuck, but those beliefs you also have in other areas. So yeah, it changes everything. And mm. I, I, I'm very cautious because it's such a powerful program and the transformation is so huge. I always ask my clients just to wait until they finish the program um, before they make huge changes, you know, in terms their life and their business, but a lot of them don't. They start new jobs and they, you know, sell their houses and move to new cities. And that's okay too, if it's the right decision for you. Right. Yeah. Cause I think once you let the, I, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but once you let the cat out of the bag, you know, in one area of your life, you're showing up as the real you. It's like, well, why not go to these other areas of my life and be the real me? And maybe this job hasn't been what's making me happy. And I've just been settling for it because I thought that was as good as life was going to get. And now that I've up-leveled this area of my life and I found this amazing man, or now that I've up-leveled this area of my life and I've lost weight, or now that I've up, like whatever the thing is that you've up-leveled in, you've let the cat out of the bag to a degree where you're like, wow, where else can I make some of these changes and up levels that's going to feel a lot better about who I am on this earth? Mm. You know, it just happens organically. You know, it's not necessarily a decision. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. Because it's just you allowing yourself to evolve into more of who you really are, who you were meant to be to begin with. Yeah, I love that. So tell us about what we, if anyone's interested in, you know, taking this work with you to a, to a level of, to a deeper level, having a conversation with you about what, you know, working with you could do for them. How would that happen? What does that look like? What offerings do you have? Yes. So, I mean, I have a a one hour coaching call. Mm -hmm. Then what we do on this call is we really dissect your love life, what's Mm -hmm. happening, what's not happening (laughs) and where it is that you want to be. And then I'm just going to give you a process of exactly what needs to change. Um, Mm -hmm. Sort of like pinpointing the blind spots. And then if it feels good, we can go ahead and implement that together. If not, then, you know, you have clarity. I know, you know, I always leave people after a call, whether they decide to work with me or not. I leave them in a better space, you know, making some form of decision, you know, whether it's working with me or whether it's doing things differently in their love life. But it it will definitely be the best hour that you've spent on your love life. So if anyone wants to take me up on that, it's at lovecoachbonita.com forward slash apply. Lovecoachbonita.com forward slash apply. That's it. Yes. Perfect. And where can, um, where can they find you, follow you, Facebook, Instagram, mm. or you on both? Yes, I'm on both, but I'm, I'm really active in a group that I post on Facebook. So it's called healthy, find healthy, lasting love. That's what it's about, right? It's not about learning how to date. It's about finding healthy, lasting love. I just put the Facebook group, find healthy, lasting love. Um, so definitely go check it out. If you're looking for a true relationship that's healthy and lasting, and that's the right fit for you. Um, not just because you want to be in a relationship, but because you want to be in a relationship with the right person. Thank you for letting us know about that. So what would be maybe some like one or two top tips you have for people for finding either, because to me, it's the same, whether it's a, romantic relationship or a business relationship, what are, what are like one or two top tips that you have? I would just say, you know, in, in a relationship perspective, dating, just be easy for the first 10 seconds. Let men know that you're available. I think men have been put down so many times and, you know, they have this thing called an ego and men are validated, you know, by how women treat them the opposite. So if there's someone that you really like or find attractive, you know, open the doors. There's nothing wrong with making the first move. Mm-hmm. Then that just sort of lean back and allow him to do the work because, you know, that's where you're going to sort of distinguish between a quality guy mm-hmm. and someone who, someone who wants to do the work and is sort of paid to set up a date with you and ask you for your number. I mean, that's what you want. That's how you sort of distinguish between people that that really are wasting your time and people that are serious about being with you and getting to know you. Yeah. Yeah. So let your guard down those first 10 seconds is what you're saying. Mm. So Mm. yeah. You know, something that works for me a lot is I think of like my brother or even my dad or like some of my close guy friends that like I know are good people that I know are very wonderful, caring men. 
And I try to look at any new person, man, that I'm talking to as like, instead of being so defensive and like, he's probably a jerk or he probably wants to treat me like crap, or he probably wants to send me, you know, (laughs) pictures. What, how would I treat, like, what if he's not, what if he's just a genuinely nice, caring person? And like, how would I want somebody to treat my brother or my good guy friend if they were talking to him for the first time? So for those of us that have had negative dating experiences in the past, sometimes we want to carry that energy with us of like, this guy's going to be a jerk too. And I'm like, what if I just think of him as like my brother, how would I want somebody to treat him or, you know, and try to be a little bit more you use the word easy, easy, let my guard down, just more conversational mm. and kind. Mm. If they reveal their true nature and they decide that they want to be crude or ugly, then that's okay. That doesn't make them wrong or me wrong or anything else. It just means that's a red flag that I need to hear and listen to and know that I get an opportunity to make a decision in that moment that's best for me. Mm. Yes, I think, you know, it's about creating a safe space for yourself emotionally you know, where you can never be as affected by how men treat you mm-hmm. because you know that your safety emotionally depends on you mm-hmm. and you've got control over it and you're not handing that control over to anyone else by letting your guard down because it's just an interaction mm-hmm. and there are billions of other people and other time zones and and other moments in life that could very well define the rest of your life. You shouldn't be defined by one sort of incident. Right. Right. And we do a lot of times, don't we? We we allow that one thing to define every other experience in our life. Mm. Carry that over and over again. Like you said, our conditioning, what we know, we allow that to play out over and over again. Yeah. Super powerful. Thank you so, so much for being here with us, Bonita. I'm glad we made this happen. I know we worked on it for a while and, uh, and we finally found the time and the date to make it work. And this was so valuable. It was. I want to thank you for having me here. And it was, it was such an awesome discussion. Um, it just flowed from the heart and I loved it. Um, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Like I said, there's so many parallels between what we do and, and, like I said, I use analogies all the time from the dating world in the sales world because, I mean, it, it's one and the same. You're building a relationship. You're getting to know another person. You're finding out if it's a good fit. And the most powerful way to do that is to show up in your truth and, and to show up as the real you and uh, be the lighthouse. And exactly. let, yeah, yeah. Let, let the energy that you're exuding out into this world attract the right people to you. And, and that's, how it's, that's how it's meant to be. Perfect. Thanks for your time and have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.